All right, okay, all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Hambo's Christmas special. You thought I'd pod fade for the Christmas special. You're wrong. Here I am recording it on Christmas Eve because I'm diehard. I'm committed. I'm committed to the podcast dream, keeping the dream alive one way or another. Keep producing. Keep coming out with holiday specials. Seasonal specials. Stay in the game. Stay in the picture. Picture. Stay in the picture. Like Robert Evans says. Maybe one of these days I'll get Robert Evans on the podcast. Unfortunately, he was booked. I couldn't get him on here for this Christmas. Um, I have some uh, special guests calling in. And uh, good friends of mine. Um, hope you can bear with me. It's going to be, a, again, as always, a bumpy ride. It's going to be a bit silly. All right. Um, but, you know, hey, I got a little something for you to listen to, too. Um, let me write that down. Robert Evans for the next cast, or maybe next year. I've, uh, hopefully the guy's still alive. Um, Christmas shopping. Christmas shopping. Um, did my best this year. Limited resources. Yeah, limited funds. Um, you got to have a budget. Having a holiday budget is uh, crucial to your shopping success. Um, really, it really is. And uh, I'll tell you why. Because if you overspend, and hey, it's a great thing. You overspend on the people you love. It's not a bad thing. But... I've happened to it happened to me before where it's like guess what now it's January and the work's dried up now what do you got you don't have much money to feed yourself do you <laughs> it's because you spent the money on the gifts yeah okay maybe you got some get some money as present as a present but again do you really want to spend that on food do you really want to spend that on a bill not really fun so you budget you budget what you can. You get what you can when you can. I think that's the strategy. Say if you work in retail, if you work near uh, shops, businesses, uh, retail stores, if you, if you buy those places, that's probably your best bet is to buy from those places while you're in that area instead of kind of going all over town. Um yeah, uh, I did a little uh, primage, a little Amazon primage, and uh, I was lucky enough to have uh, the family family uh, tell me what they wanted more or less for Christmas, and put that onto a, a list of some kind and look it up on Amazon. You know, I'm not gonna pimp Amazon too much because I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not sponsoring them right now, and they're not uh, paying me anything, so. You know, if we end that for right now, for right now, um, I might in the future get an, uh, a sponsorship there. Um, big fan of Audibles. But uh, anyway, getting back to the point, 
I like getting my gifts within two days by mail. That's nice if you if you can if you can cut it a week prior. Maybe don't get it too close to Christmas. Just get it maybe the week of at the very latest, which is kind of what I did. And uh, just go right down the list. Most of the most of the presents came in one box, with the exception of another one that was uh, mailed separately. So I'm excited. I got it done. It was I, I didn't have to uh, deal with that stress. Again, if you work in retail or a business a shop, uh, say a Best Buy or what have you, and you can shop there, then by all means do that. Um, I enjoy going to a place uh, in this uh, great state of Michigan called uh, the Gibraltar Trade Center. Um, once in, once a, or twice a year, they have a gun, gun and knife show there. Um, but during the holidays, like now, they have... Um, inexpensive gifts handmade gifts crafts um, unique things that you wouldn't really find anywhere else um, a lot of used um, items but uh, antiques uh, old video games old toys comics what have you and uh, I've always kind of looked forward to that I couldn't make it happen this year maybe I'll go I don't who knows maybe I'll go the day after tomorrow um, if they're open uh, but yeah, it's important you get your shopping done. Christmas expectations. Anybody ever have expectations that your life's going to change during Christmas? I've had before. I mean, I, you know, you got to manage your expectations, uh, a friend of mine said once. It's just, uh, you know, don't expect uh, people's nature to change very much if, you, if you're kind of... We're all, you know, we grow up or we all buy into the uh, the movies. You know, uh, you know, hey, everything will come together at Christmas. People call me that haven't called me in a long time. and Or uh, this girl will finally text me or call me or whatever the deal is. And you all think it's all good. It's like New Year's Eve. It all Like New Year's Eve, very similar. It's like there's always been, a, sometimes there's been an expectation in my mind that I should be out living life, making, having this huge turning point, that's all, you know, really it's conditioning from the movies and TV and what have you. It's like, it's all, you know, life doesn't work that way. It's, uh, it's what you make of it when you make of it. And those, whatever the good things happen at a completely random time, like someone could be having a really crappy day. Maybe they just lost their leg. And then guess what? You're having your first girlfriend, uh, you know, lie down next to you and uh, enjoy, enjoy each other. And uh, there you go. <laughs> I, you know, I hate, I hate that that happens, but yeah, um, it's important to manage your expectations. Keep things simple. K I K I S S. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, and uh, just. You know, get your presents, uh, you know, scattershot. Sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you got to wait to get paid. Sometimes you got to wait a little bit. It doesn't happen right away. It's a gradual thing. Open another bank account. Put a little, open an envelope. Put the money in there. That's the Christmas budget. Boom. Um, think creatively. Uh, some people like to make gifts, and that's that's great. If you got the time to do that, by all means. That's fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah, there you go. I think that's all I have to say about that. 
Um, Uh-oh. I am getting a call already. I can't believe it. Well, hold on. Wait. All right, here we go. Hello. Yes, Hambo. Hey, hey, Arnold. Good to see you. I'm got. I mean, good to hear from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, you know, here I am in my room recording this, and you just happen to call. Well, you know, I mean, look, we've talked before, and uh, I make it always make it a point to give you a call and say, "Hey, how are you?" I, I sh- you know, I'm doing great. I got my gummy uh, Vita Fusion D3s right next to me on it. Excellent. Have you eating your vitamins and uh, are you saying your prayers? Yeah, I said a few prayers here and there, you know. Uh, but, oh, I'm sorry. I was quoting the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Arnold, tell me, uh, how, are, how are things these days? I mean, I, I'm trying to think what movies have been out that you've done um, recently. You know, I... Uh, uh, yes, well, I've been working on a few things. Uh, a few commercials here and there. A little mobile strike. Yeah, you know, I still haven't played that game. I downloaded it on my Kindle, and I haven't gotten around to playing it. You know, I, I just... But maybe one of these days. Yeah, you know, it's not a bad thing. Um, but I'm trying to think of the movies that have uh, come out, and i got to tell you, this is a kind of a dry spell. Um... Yeah, you know, I, I kind of miss seeing you in an action movie or something. Um, last time I saw it was Terminator Genesis, which I didn't think was that bad. I didn't think that. I thought that was enjoyable, although it's quite a twist with, um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, I know. Um, that guy. <laughs> that is quite the twist. Yes. Well, you know, I just, uh, Hambo, I just want to say Merry Christmas. I hope you have all the success in the world. And um, keep it up with uh, the Ham Palace. I believe in it, and I believe I believe in your show. Oh, thank you very much, and Merry Christmas, Arnold. You know, uh, you continue to inspire, even now. And uh, Yes, thank you. Yeah, all right. Talk to you later. Happy New Year, too, there, Arnold. Happy New Year, yes. Yes. Whew. Oh, boy. I tell you, it could be a star-studded special here. Um, movies. Yeah, we're talking about movies. Arnold, you know, uh, he hasn't had one in a little while, and uh, I can't remember one off the top of my head that's come out this year. Um, but... I did see Rogue One. Rogue One, uh, this is my review. So bear, bear witness to the review. Here. So I went to go see it with a friend of mine who's a big Star Wars um, fan. 
you know, we went to a celebration together, Star Wars celebration, and uh, in California. And he's always been hardcore about collecting, you know, troopers and all that. So we go, and we go to this really nice theater um, in Macomb, and it's like, uh, you know, you go in there. They have a couple cars that the, you can win a prize to win the enter a, a sweepstakes to win a prize or what have you. And they come up and they give you the sample candy, and you can just eat it off the plate there. And, uh, yeah, so and they have a piano that's self, a self-playing piano, and you can order pizza, you can order tacos, you can order sushi, what have you. And uh, any theater that's, you know, giving away free candy on a plate, that's pretty awesome. Uh, free Raisinets, uh, free stuffed um, strawberry licor- uh, licorice, or Twizzlers on a plate. Uh, you know, it, it was fun. We get in there, and the first thing about the movie we notice, we were seeing this in 3D, IMAX, is that there's no opening title sequence. I knew this going in because of the, they told, hey, Disney said, hey, we're not going to be that kind of Star Wars movie. No title, Star Wars. And uh, But I do like the jarring opening of you see a, a moon or a planet in the distance and, and the, the music. The music is his own character in this one. I'm fairly sure John Williams did it. Or whoever's doing it, is, it sounds exactly like, excuse me, John Williams. Um, excellent, excellent uh, new kind of score. Every time in the beginning you think it's going to go into the Star Wars theme, it kind of does its own little thing. However, I was thinking, you know, I wonder if they're just going to kind of do their own kind of Star Wars-esque theme without actually doing the Star Wars theme. But it does come into play a little bit later on, which was interesting. Um, open strong, you know. Um, the build, You know, you got the, uh, the, uh, the Empire building the Death Star. And uh, you got this guy. I can't remember. Oh, uh, Kerg, uh, Kregan? Something like that. Uh, Keurig, or... He's uh, the, this one of the officers for, that works for the Empire, and he's overseeing the Death Star. And um, kind of reminds me of David Warner. He looks a lot like the actor David Warner. Um, but uh, he's got this white cloak on, looks really cool, and, and uh, he's got a lot of medals on his jacket or whatever. And then you got the ragtag uh, group that's led by this uh, woman. And uh, her name's not coming to mind, uh, which is a key here. Um, you have, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Forsyth? Forsyth, the guy that plays. Well, anyway, I guess he's playing a, a popular Star Wars character from, from a spinoff. And he's uh, he's excellent in it. He has he's on he's in the movie for probably like ten to fifteen minutes, and he has a rebreather machine, and um, and he's excellent. He gives a great characterization of this uh, um, of this uh, somebody that's working for the rebels, you know, kind of a leader there, and he takes care of the uh, the main. Uh, female lead when she's a kid and uh, her parents have to um, 
work for the Empire and, and help build the Death Star. And uh, Mads Mikkelsen is in this, and he's great. He's, he's good. He's really good. However, again, much like Doctor Strange, um, much like Doctor Strange, he has kind of a limited role in this, and they, he's a little underwritten still. Um, and like he w goes to work for an empire, and, and but he he in towards and here's spoilers. Uh, he goes to help uh, or actually give instructions of how to destroy the Death Star to his daughter later on, and uh, he gets uh, spoilers here. He gets shot down and uh, pretty much killed because of it. And uh, it's a pretty much one-note kind of character, although the, you do build sympathy for him and his daughter that way. Um, it's interesting. It is. Uh, here's his thing. It, it, it did slow down quite a bit. Um, I wish it didn't. But it did. And there's a lot of exposition in this movie. Um, there's a lot of really great things to look... Forrest Whitaker. That's the guy's name. Sorry. Forrest Whitaker is... Uh, he plays one of the main... Saw Guerrera. Saw Guerrera in this. Um, and he's... Uh, he's Yeah, he's pretty great. Um, and, oh, there's another character in this called Donnie... Uh, oh, yeah, Donnie Yen. And he's one, he's one of the characters where I thought, wow, this is pretty neat. You basically have like a, a monk in the Star Wars saga, and he's got a bow staff, and he's taking out stormtroopers left and right with his bow staff. And while, while he is not a Jedi, he does believe in the Force, much like, uh, like, uh, like Christianity in, in it and everything. But um, this is very, it's felt very much like a, a Christianity uh, force kind of film where they're using it in that way to where they're praying to the force in this and um, in kind of like a, a Buddhist way too whereas the force is in me he keeps repeating this mantra force is in me the force is in me and uh, it's neat but again unfortunately he doesn't have any big monologues um to where you think, wow, this guy's really wise. Um, which I think is a missed opportunity for them to go into uh, more of like a spiritual aspect of the Force and expand on that. Um, and basically what we're dealing with here, if you're going to make a ragtag bunch of characters that aren't the main guys, you got to make them interesting. you got to make them human you got to give them small moments you got to give them some kind of backstory i never felt like we knew these characters very much and uh so i felt disappointed and so towards the end and here's big spoilers here so turn this off or fast forward if you haven't seen it um towards the end uh when they uh you know bite the dust one by one you feel a little bad for him, but you don't feel terribly sorry for him because not a much, not much emotional uh, depth is given to him, and not a lot of lines. Like there's this one guy that's got like this huge gun, and he's got the beard and everything. He's like a big shooter uh, dude, and that's that's all I got from him. It's like he did the best with what we what he had, but he didn't have many lines. You didn't get to know him. 
because they were full, it was so full of exposition about what they're going to do about the Death Star and, you know, um, oh, the, these guys got their plans and uh, now the main baddies after them. And, and uh, a lot of the stuff that's kind of dry um, is, is being explained. There's this French guy, or he sounds French, the, the lead male character, but this is very much a female led movie. Um, he is, he's in it. And he has a few things, but he's nothing but really exposition. You don't know where he's from that, that well, what he's about, what he's gone through, um, that why he's that passionate, or at least it's not memorable, why, uh, why he's passionate about helping the rebels. And, um, yeah, so, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, it's beautifully shot. There's a lot of great cinematography in it. There's a, net, a lot of cool uh, X-Wing, uh, TIE Fighter uh, sequences. Um, the ships look fantastic. There's an amazing cameo, um, a CG cameo. Actually, it's more than a cameo. It's a major role by a CG character that's playing. Uh, that was played by... I can't think of the guy's name because I just don't remember all the character names, but um, Peter Cushing, uh, his character's in this, and they... They did a great job of kind of keeping him a little, you know, um, like dark, like lit, you know, maybe two-point lighting, like some on his face and a little bit of backlighting. And um, he, he, looked, he looked great. He looked uh, pretty darn real as far as the CG performance goes. And he's in it quite a bit. And uh, the main villain in white uh, reports to him. And... Uh, Here's a big there's a big reveal in it where he um you know Darth Vader comes out and this was, was something that everyone was looking forward to. Now when they show Darth Vader uh, talk to the the I'll say the villain in white uh, uh, this is pretty monumental stuff because we haven't seen Vader since you know the last prequel um, trilogy there and he comes out and he does a little. You know, they go back and forth, and he does a little force choke to him, to, to the guy. And the only thing I felt bad about, I felt off was, was, the, was, the, was the guy's the design of Vader's chest plate. Probably probably for the more hardcore nuts like my buddy, he, was, he mentioned he, he looked a little different on the, the chest plate. And I know it's supposed to be the Vader from right to the first Star Wars but his body was really big. His shoulders were really big. And it just looked like a different body under Vader's helmet. And so, but that's the only, that's the complaint. And Vader had the, kind of the the red uh, uh, bug bug eyes there, like from the first one, I guess. So it was, uh, yeah, that was a little, uh, they could have done better there. They could have been a little bit more accurate. But okay, I kind of rolled with it. Um, there's a great scene with him at the end, major spoilers. Um, where he, it, they tie it all into the Star Wars episode, uh, episode, uh, four, A New Hope, and, uh, which I thought this was really cool, where, uh, the Death Star plans are being handed from soldier to soldier, and they're, you know, they're keeping off Darth Vader, and he, Darth Vader's coming in, and he's, he's just mauling all these guys, one after another with his sword, and he's walking down the hallway, and he leads into that white hallway in the beginning of A New Hope, and um, 
you go all the way down. He goes all gets all the way through and makes makes it to Princess Leia, and she's you know Carrie Fisher in this, and they've done CG to her face. So, but she's lit big time. So it's harder to pull off when the character's completely lit up. And uh, that didn't look as good as the, the Peter Cushing, but I thought, hey, good enough, though. I get the point. You know, how else are you going to do it without getting another actress? You know, and that would have been kind of kind of wrong in, in a way, I guess. But anyway, it's better than average, and it's neat. If anything, go see it for the, the Star, Star, Wars, Star Wars, like, uh, you know, space fights and all that. There's no Jedi in it except... Well, there's there's Darth Vader's in it, but there's no Jedi in it, and um, so I don't know. It's uh, it, it slows down in the second act. There's a good payoff in the, a little bit at the end, but it could have been better. So I I'm gonna have to give this one uh, out of ten. I will give it a uh, eh. I'll give us. 7.5 bordering bordering on an 8 bordering on an 8 because the cinematography is great Peter Cushing's and it's great it has a lot of good moments um but unfortunately uh, the dialogue and it is kind of uh, nothing too memorable happens except a few cool action parts uh, with Donnie Yen and um, it's better than average go see it I don't think you're you you'll feel upset that you were ripped off because it's definitely you know it's not a rip off movie it's just something like well I, I thought you know something where you think well I saw that in my head a lot there's a lot better version of that in my head so <laughs> um hold on I, I'm I'm getting another I'm getting another call here this is gonna happen sporadically throughout the night just this these calls um. You know, I, you know, I got another movie review to leave you with, but it, okay, I'm, I'm gonna take this one. Hello, this Hambo, go. Hey, how's it going? Oh, good, John Claude, man. Thank you for calling this Christmas. I don't. It's no problem, really. I just want to say, uh, I did you see the. Star Wars, uh, Rogue One. Um, yes, I did. I was just talking about it on my show. I'm recording the show right now. Oh, hey, that's great. Yeah, I saw, I saw the uh, Star Wars, Rogue One. Uh, very slow. It's slow in the middle, but I like, I like a lot of the shooting. I like a Donnie Yen. He's great. I'm, I'm sorry. I know I sound Italian right there. <laughs> you know. I like Danny and he's great. He's number one. He's fighting the stormtroopers off with his bow staff. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a cool part too, Jean Claude. You know. Yeah, you know that's great. You know, I thought uh, maybe more character development would be better, but I like I like that. It's good. It's cool. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is. He's uh, such a dark, dark actor, and he plays uh, the good. The good guy in this? Yeah, he plays a good guy. Ah, uh, Hannibal. I kept thinking, Hannibal, he's going to eat somebody. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. 
Well, hey, uh, Merry Christmas, Jean-Claude. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson, uh, and I'm looking forward more to more episodes of that um, on Amazon. Uh, hey, great, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, I like it. It's great. It's, it's a fun show. I, I make fun of my career and a little bit of my private life. Uh, while still doing some fun moves, uh, splits, helicopter kick, and, uh, but I, I like it, it was a nice take, uh, Ridley Scott was involved, great, great director, great producer. Yeah, that's one thing I really noticed was how well it was shot, and uh, I'm looking forward to, hopefully the quality can, can keep, can stay that way, and, uh, hopefully it can stay funny as well, and I'm, I'm looking for the, forward to that. Well, you know, I've got to go, but uh, I was talking to Arnold and Stallone, and we were talking about uh, singing a little song. How do you say, A Silent Night, one of these Christmases. Yes, that would be really cool. I've been, you know, talking to Arnold about that. I think it would be, I think it would be just a gas if you guys got together and sang a little duet, uh, or a little trio duet. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but uh, I hope you have a happy new year. I hope 2017 you find a lot of women and you show them black silk underwear. Well, I, I don't wear black silk underwear, Jean-Claude. Your character did. <laughs> red, it's red. Yeah. Well, anyway, Merry Christmas and... uh. Happy New Year. Thank you, Jean-Claude. Have you been drinking, Jean-Claude? A little bit, yes. Uh, Chardonnay. Okay. Merry Christmas, Jean-Claude. Thanks for calling in. Another movie I was going to talk about was... Uh, another one I was going to talk about was Hacksaw Ridge. Um, it took me a little bit of time to... Uh, get around to seeing it. Again, sometimes I, I don't have money on certain weeks, and other times I do. And so I see it when I see it. Sometimes I don't see it right away. I'd like to usually, but uh, I'm lucky I still caught. I'm lucky I still caught it in the theater. You're getting a double review, gang. Double movie review for the Christmas special. Um, one of the things I liked about this movie is that uh, Vince Vaughn is in it. And um, he plays a drill sergeant to uh, the main character, played by Andrew Garfield, who I, I can't remember this character's name. It's just not coming to me right now. It's been a little while. It's been a few weeks since I've seen this movie. But um, he goes, uh, the main character, he signs up uh, the, to join the military during uh, World War Two, And... He feels very passionate about it. Uh, you know, he comes from kind of a troubled family where he actually almost killed his brother uh, by throwing a rock at him. I think. I think it was a rock. But, or, you know, it beat him up, he punched him or something. And it was it was pretty scary. And uh, he almost, you know, the kid, his brother almost died, but he, he recovered. And that probably that childhood experience experience helped him be become the person that he was in the movie later on 
and he goes um his character goes into war and he joins it up joins up and but he won't he refuses to do the uh, rifle training um because uh you know he doesn't believe in killing people and uh, and he just wants to do his bit and do and help the people over over there and then be in support have a supportive role and they're all laughing at him. They're like, "Oh, what are you doing? What well, you can't do this? You join up. You're, you're, you're you know, you're being kind of girly about this." And his his uh, fellow soldiers end up uh, beating up on him quite a bit. And he befriends uh, one of the uh, one of the leaders of his uh, platoon that uh, initiated the the whole conflict and. Um, Eventually, they're sent off to go, and uh, Andrew Garfield, uh, he, he's able to get a, a... They let him go in because his dad was in uh, World War World War One, and uh, he kind of vouches for him, and he uh, he's able to get in there. Uh, he's able to pass and get his, uh, you know, and just not carry a weapon, just kind of go in there and carry his medic bag and all that. So they go to Hacksaw Ridge, and... Which is up high up on a cliff, and they they take this rope bridge or this rope uh, wall. They climb up a wall, and um, they get up there and they're and they're fighting. And it's a very graphic, it's a very very graphic um, fight. And it's what's so cool about this in a way, or you want to call it that is the shots are shown and they're not shaky like saving private ryan things got a little shaky to tell you how chaotic and, and nerve-wracking it would be to be on the field this is more movie-like where you just you see the action and you see the gore and the people ears and head getting blown off and it gets it gets pretty bad and um so he's up there and he's he's in a way, he avoids enemy fire somehow, and he's going to each guy, and he's he's kind of like doing a first aid and stabilizing a lot of the people that are shot up, and uh, a lot of the time he's he's giving morphine to the guys, and um, it gets uh, it gets pretty interesting because he you know he he's like one of the last few people left after most of his platoon gets killed and wiped out and he's getting them over the the rope bridge to the rest of his uh soldiers down below and um he's kind of like uh he ties this this knot around the uh tree uh which uh Vince Vaughn gave him a hard time about because his note is a uh his rope tying skills like one of the Nazi tied looked like a bra, and um, it was in the form of a bra. But that was the t- the knot that he used to put around the uh, two two uh, tree stubs to uh, lower the so, so fellow soldiers down. And um, it was just it was a uh, very well shot. It was the you really feel the the point of of it is that he kind of keeps going back through and and every time the enemy soldiers are like shooting at him or he's really close to dying himself like he puts a dead body over his head when they're or over his body when they're like uh you know putting their their uh you know the um, I forgot the 
man, it's been so long for me. I forgot the name of the knife at the end of the rifle. They're stabbing um, into the bodies to make sure people are dead. Um, yeah, this uh, this was good. It's a real life story. He has this girlfriend that he wants to marry. That they they have this whole plot with with him and her, and, and it's going somewhere. But then at the end, they don't really get to it. At the end, like they don't. It's not like a neat tied up conclusion it's like once he does his thing and he survives the war and he uh you know he, he does that and his his you know Vince Vaughn is all ha you know happy for him because he actually did some amazing things and saved people through all that he uh he kind of it goes to the like the uh interview of the real life guy and um and it kind of reminds me of a Clint Eastwood movie that way where Clint Eastwood kind of gets to it at the end, and he uh, cuts the the traditional love story arc just to get to the end point, you know. But okay, I, I get it; it makes sense. But it's like kind of like why set it up so much if there's not going to be much of a payoff at the end? So that's that's the one thing I, I kind of had against it, but it wasn't that big of a deal. So I'd give that I'd give that an eight out of ten. That was pretty darn good. Um, Maybe an 8.5. That, that was a good movie. Getting another call. Getting another call here. Let's see who it's going to be. Let's see. Oh, it is Christmas. I can feel the Christmas vibes. Who we got here? Hello. Yes, it's Hambo. Yeah, yes, it is. Yes, it's Steven Seagal. Look, I'm just calling to say Merry Christmas, right? Yeah, Merry Christmas, uh, Steve. Um, man, uh, wh where where are you calling from? I'm calling from Okinawa. Okinawa is that? Is that what? Yeah, yeah, it's the boondock of the world, you could say. I'm doing a little bit of training here. Um, so, what are you doing right now? Um, right now I'm recording a podcast, and I was just, you know, uh, reviewing, uh, Hacksaw Ridge and Rogue One, uh, you know, Arnold and, uh, Jean-Claude just called it. Oh, Jean-Claude called him, did he, really? Well, you tell Mr. Jean-Claude that, uh, he's a piece of shit, and, uh, one of these days, maybe in the next, ex next expendable movie, we'll, uh, we'll finish it. Well, you can't finish it because his character got killed in the, the second one um oh, that's right yeah 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 uh speaking of movies to go uh steve um you know what have you been doing uh besides um trash talking uh you know people in the ufc which was funny yeah it's funny you know i i trained uh with uh anderson silva and i showed him how to do a front snap kick it's very crucial, the fighting, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was interesting. Um, I, I'm looking forward to any time you put a movie out in a theater again. I mean, I haven't seen anything, you know, that's gone to. I know you did a movie with Stone Cold. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what was the name of that one? It was uh, Maximum. Uh... Maximum conflict? Yeah, <laughs> something like that, right. 
Anyway, well, hey, Merry Christmas, Stephen. Man, I'm looking forward to, you know, another movie you make. Uh, hopefully you can get it in cinema. In a cinema. I'd love to work with you one day. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. But, you know, if you work with me, I gotta look over the script, you know. And I gotta see, uh, see what, what we can do there. Uh, okay. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Wow, what a star-studded special we are having tonight. Gotta tell ya. <laughs> Whew! I, you could just feel the excitement in the room. And, uh... You know, I... I, I, I you know... I know I, I had I had Jack Nicholson call in. Or not... I had him do the show uh, a few episodes ago just because I just got so tied up with, you know making that income and uh you know it unfortunately it, you know the ham palace doesn't pay the bills yet so uh i actually have to do go out there and generate some kind of income and uh you know um well wait a minute wait all right this is gonna be the last call tonight because you know it is christmas eve you know we all got things to do um people to see you know, wonderful lives to watch. Uh, let's see what we got here. Hello. Yes, you know who this is. Sir Michael Kane. Merry Christmas. You didn't think I was going to call in, did you? You didn't bloody think I was going to call in. Well, I mean, you've been on a real hate streak with me lately. I mean, I don't... <sighs> I, I'm sorry, but, you know, I don't... I don't want to upset you anymore. Yes, well, I don't think you can upset me more than you've, you've ever done in the past. I Honestly, I, I don't know how you're going to pick yourself back up on your bootstraps again, son. I mean, uh, the New York thing, the California... What, what are you going to do? What, 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 what are you going to do? What's your next move? Besides, you know, taking out garbage, not putting yourself in it. Um... <laughs> That's a good question. I'm editing. I'm finishing up a documentary. Personal documentary. Very good. Very good, sir. Yes. Is this going to be shown in uh, film? Cinema? Uh, Probably on YouTube. Bloody YouTube. You think that's going to make a star out of anyone? YouTube? Honestly. What are you going to be the next angry video game nerd? Well, um, got to start somewhere. <laughs> and I'm doing it kind of kind of uh, finishing my you know I record things and I just let them go I, I want to be able to come put things out there and finish them and get them get quicker at the whole independent filmmaking thing yes well okay son I tell you but you better hurry up son it, you, you're 39 you, you gotta hurry up you gotta snow some coke get to it son because you're running out of time before you know it you're gonna be so as me I already had 40 movies under my belt when I was your age. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. <sighs> Let's not go into that. It's the Christmas episode. Let's get, keep things light. You know, I, I got another episode I'll try to record this month that's a little bit darker. Okay? Uh, yeah. Yes, well, well, bloody leave it alone. Uh, look, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And just, and get, just get that shit. 
get that bloody shit done. Alright, start making movies again next year. Start doing it, son. Get it done. Who cares about making money? You don't need the money. Yeah, you can drink your own urine. Keep you going. Uh, yeah, that is that's a good that's a good one. I could I could drink my own piss and uh, survive that way instead of making a decent wage. But uh, all right, well, Merry Christmas, Michael. Merry Christmas. Well, I think I'm gonna. This is a long episode. We're, we're going on an hour here, kids. Um, uh, I'm gonna finish this up by uh, talking about. Christmas Carol. You know, uh, last year I, I listened to this uh, this audiobook called The Chimes um, by Charles Dickens. And uh, that was a long book. Um, kind of a tough one to get through. Yeah, but it was kind of about, I think the gist of it was uh, people that, uh, you know, they screw up a lot. You know, they can become greedy. They can become... Uh, evil and they make mistakes in life but the, the sins of the, of, of the things that they do to other people comes back to haunt them in the chimes and uh, you know uh, gargoyles come to life and they come after the people that are uh, you know guilty of, of doing things in, in their lives and, you know honestly I had to listen to the whole thing again it was, uh, <laughs> it was a tough one to get through but it was an interesting one I'm sure there's some great points there somewhere um, <laughs> but a Christmas Carol, a Mickey's Christmas Carol, man, that was a that was a fun one. I had that on uh, a record of that I would play, um, and we just listened to it because it was so well done. The audio, the voices in it, the guy that did Scrooge McDuck was on point. Actually, actually playing Scrooge in a Mickey's Christmas Carol. <sighs> Goofy was in it. Great animation. Donald Duck, the whole cast. Mickey plays Bob Cratchit. and oh, So good. I think I'm way overdue to watch that. They never show that anymore. It's such a rare thing that they show that on TV. You know, you, we get a lot of the Scrooges. You get, you know, Scrooge with Bill, Moore, Bill Murray, of course. Um, you know, uh... The, you know the other one, the the Jim Carrey one. They've shown that 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 was a neat one. Of course, I'm always uh, partial to the uh, the one that they did in the '80s with you know. Um, again, actors' names for some reason they're not coming to me. Uh, yeah, but uh, the guy that did the one Scrooge in the '80s, um, <laughs> that guy, he's a well-known actor. It's not coming to me at all. Uh, great. <laughs> But yeah, I, I want to watch that again. That uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol just gives me all sorts of nostalgia from my childhood. And uh, one hell of a good Christmas Carol movie animated. All right, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. I'll try to get another one out before the end of the month if I can. But uh, can't give you any promises. But uh, if I don't. If I don't uh, do another one, um, long days, pleasant nights as always, and uh, hopefully let's make next year a better one. As always, keep the faith, Amble.